All right, Ian. So today you came up with this topic. Yeah, on the fly. <laughs> um, and after almost a decade of study in the sciences and more than that, meditating on these passages in scripture. Mm-hmm. And the topic is <laughs> Christian life as a body part. <laughs> yes. Or Christians together as a body. Uh-huh. Exactly. So, um, why don't we, I guess, like, what does the Bible say about this? Where do we even yeah, get where, this where idea? Yeah, where do we come out with this thing? And it's like, I guess there's many questions in this, because what, what do we talk about in the past two? We've talked about being a branch yeah. or a, a plant. Uh-huh. Wait, that was all wrapped up. And being a soldier. Mm-hmm. And we also talked about being a branch in the in the plants. Yes. Had this idea of plant to branch from mm-hmm. Old Testament to New Testament. And the branch is 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 like part of a whole tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and that tree, the root of it being Jesus. So that's like us being together as Christians and Jesus all together. And the soldier is an individual thing, but the. The idea of just even saying the term body part before you even get to scripture, just that implies that we're like part of really, really part of a whole thing with like a specific function. Okay, so the passage, in fact, there's several passages where this comes from. One's Ephesians 4, and uh, I guess we could just read a couple of verses from Ephesians 4. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. And... This is um, Paul exhorting uh, the church at Ephesus. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Uh, And then down in verse 16, I believe. um, Well, start in 15. uh, Exhorting the church, rather, speak the truth in love, that we can grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And then the passage in 1 Corinthians. Would you like me to read that? Yeah, go ahead and take us (laughs) Okay. Um, oh, well, so he starts off talking about gifts. There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And then he goes uh, a couple of verses down. He starts talking about the body. So this is verse 12 of chapter 12. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Um, okay, and then, for by one spirit, this is actually a pretty long passage, for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Okay, I, th- I think that's And good. then it goes yeah. into the, the foot and the eye and the ear talking to each other. Yeah, which we will get it's into. very practical. I like, I like his word yeah. pictures here. Yeah, it's a beautiful, both these are beautiful passages. Okay, and so, uh, and then there's actually another passage which I'm just going to reference 
on the body that's much more mysterious. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, there's a couple. One, one is the marriage passage, and one is the, the marriage supper or the description of the bride mm. in Revelation. That is one body, the bride, that represents the church as a whole. Oh. The now there's also the Sermon on the Mount where he says if your eye offends you plug it out. <laughs> but, uh, maybe we'll get to that later. <laughs> Which church members can we plug? Anyway. <laughs> well, okay. That. The, the, so some misinterpretation. The, I guess there's because there's well there, that actually comes from the the Old Testament law about um, eye for eye and tooth for tooth like remuneration for physical. Uh, physical assault damage from physical assault. That's probably where that, that even comes Could from. Could be. So there's tons, that's not, that's all there's tons of, of biblical passages that refer <laughs> to the body in general. Yes. Uh, but these were ones that refer to uh, the, a group of believers or a group of Christians as being a body and thus to individual believers as being parts of a body. So, I mean, I think Paul kind of is explicit about this in First Corinthians, but what do you think that the allegory of the body adds to our understanding of believers, as opposed to being a vine or a soldier? Yeah, I think I think it's great. Um, it sort of builds on the soldier in that the sense that the, the soldier has one goal: victory. And to achieve that victory, uh, the soldier must be part of a cohesive unit. Mm-hmm. Marching forward, courageous in the face of danger. <laughs> See, I would think it's actually more like the plant, the vine. Okay. If I were going to relate. Because you're thinking them. of connection. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm a woman. That's what we value. <laughs> okay. So all all of <laughs> these metaphors obviously are are tying together in some way. Interesting. They're describing the same thing, mm-hmm. but I would say there's differences, and so I'll talk about the differences between the body part and the soldier. And one of these is, even though the soldier has to be part of a cohesive unit, the the object of victory is always, it, it most often involves the conquering of territory or, or the defeat of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Whereas the body is performing all kinds of functions. Some of them are vital, some of them are, are not as vital, but all of them are are desired in a sense and so parts of the body will function to to perform the functions of the body whatever they may be yeah and And so i think that's that's different it's interesting to me because the soldier has like the soldier has one specific purpose and that's to like protect the country right whereas the body can have many purposes. It can be a soldier. It can be fighting, right. or it Immune can be system. just enjoying itself. You know, it can be. Um, no, no. I mean, like a human body can be in many right. different. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah. Do many different things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But even parts of the body can yeah. do many different things at different times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the body can do crazy things like reproduce. <laughs> mm-hmm. And. Uh, heal itself yeah right all kinds of all kinds of things okay so and then how how is a body different than a plant i think that probably the main thing when i think about a a branch specifically of of a tree 
there's not like one branch that bears peaches and another one that has apples. Like they're all peaches uh, in my ideal world. But, <laughs> um, right, it's but a, a body, tree. it's a yeah. peach tree. And yeah. you cut off one branch, well, another one will grow, you know, so the other ones will take over. But with a body, you cut off a hand and you don't have that hand anymore. You cut, yeah. you don't have, You're one-handed. you pluck out your eyes. Where's the seeing? You can't see anymore. Yeah. So the individual parts of the body play a much more integral role to the functions of the body than parts of a plant. Well, you can't. The plant can't grow without its roots, right? Oh, sure. But, the, but more than the, the branches of a plant, the, the parts of a body much more than the branches yeah. of a plant. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that that gets into like what Paul is talking about in Corinthians about spiritual gifts where it's like the you all have different gifts so that's why he's using body right. here rather than like a branch right 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 and also in ephesians talks about different gifts talks mm-hmm. about the body in the context of a function uh, of the believers okay oh also i think it's important to note the tree analogy is almost always used to refer to like Jesus and all believers, like in Romans. Um, Whereas the body metaphor in scripture is sometimes referring to all the church, but sometimes it's referring to like a local group of mm. believers as being a body. They're all fighting that Jesus is Jesus is in them, but Jesus is not a not a part of the group, like in a physical sense. Jesus is sort of like the source of all of them individually and collectively. But, like, they, as a group, form a body that has its set of functions. Yeah. And speaking of Jesus, I mean, I think, I guess we should talk about the, that he's the head. I think that's uh, really kind of cool that uh, the Bible was that forward thinking of, like, knowing that the head was the head. I, I don't know. Because I've learned, you know, in ancient worlds, they thought, you know, the well the heart was what controlled yeah, the rest of the body. The soul. I, I don't know. Enough anyway, about historical, what anthropology, <laughs> <or> <laughs> the history of science. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, the, I think the Greeks understood that the head was yeah. the thinking part of the body. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is in a sort of early, this is mid mid Greek sort of age, parts of the world. But, anyways, I thought that a nice direction for this discussion was in um, sort of a, because you and I are both scientists mm-hmm. in a way, and sort of a meditation on what it means to be a body part in the context of overall function. Hmm. Okay. I mean, so I was just thinking about the... Um, endocrine system today recently and um i mean it's really interesting how all the the different parts of the endocrine system are like feedback loops to each other so like there's this chain of command kind of thing and there's feedback systems so like if you look at the thigh i mean (laughs) how deep do you want to get but like the whole system breaks down if one part of it's gone so, like, yeah. it's not just, like, I mean, you think about losing a finger, and it's like, ooh, that's bad. You can't use that finger anymore. But 
when you yeah. talk about other parts of the body, it's like, oh, you lose your thyroid. Well, none of your body's going to work anymore. <laughs> so that's kind of one way to, to yeah. think about being a body part, too. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, and I think, like, Paul uses this idea of, like, the ear and the eye, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you just, if you think even as simply as, as an ear, um, if you lose an ear, there's just certain things you can't do yeah. anymore. You can't locate sound. And uh, at least as easily, you don't have into that. But like you have um, certain functions which you can no longer perform. And we, we sometimes compartmentalize these functions. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can never, like, if I lose two eyes, I lose binocular vision. Right? So I lose one eye. Right? Only have one eye. I can't see distance as well anymore. So this is like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. But what does that mean? Right? Mm -hmm. That means you can't play basketball. Right? Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Okay. Any number of things. Can't drive. Yeah. Probably as well. Yeah. Okay. And so then we apply that back to Paul's analogy, and there's a really important assumption here. This is that the church is supposed to be able to hear in some spiritual sense, that we collectively as believers on a local level and on a sort of a global cosmic level are supposed to be able to do things like different things and those things would involve hearing and seeing and touching mm -hmm. uh, and i think that's really profound and, and as you're saying about the the endocrine system this concept of the of the body and paul saying it here if you're trying let's say let's say in a very spiritual sense the church body is trying to play basketball they're not going to be able to play basketball if one of the eyes is missing, if the if you don't have the muscle coordination, you're missing your one of your biceps. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have a hard time on the court, on the cosmic court. Yeah. And so I guess that sort sort of begs the question. Um, we talked about I think last time we talked about what it means to grow as a branch. Um, and what it means to bear fruit. We actually talked about this in our community mm -hmm. over the weekend, too. And what it means to bear fruit. So I want to ask you, okay. what does it mean? What, what kind of things is the church supposed to do okay. collectively? Collectively, we are supposed to love one another. <laughs> That's collective in a sense. Yeah. But what's something that the whole church together is supposed to do that acts on something outside of itself? Outside? Well, we're supposed oh, to. Oh yeah, I, I limited this to outside. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is wrong. There's all kinds because the body most a lot of what the body does is stuff that it does for itself inside of itself. Yeah, and takes yeah. care of itself. Yeah, then we have the circulatory right. system and the immune system. And even as a person, you spend a lot of time just taking care of yourself. You know. Washing your hair, feeding yourself. Yeah, but okay, but th these are actions that occur outside of yourself. You have to yes. go and get food. 
you have to do it different ways. Sure. It primarily involves your brain, thinking about it. <laughs> oh, then your hands have to go and grab stuff. You have to run around. To I think. mean, so similarly, I mean, yeah. The a lot of the way that we interact with each other as within the church, which is the people, not the um, not the building, but it's not just. Um, it's outside of ourselves, but it's like it, it involves other things besides just the person, right? Like it'll involve food from outside. It'll involve people from outside of your church community as well. So I don't know. I think you can you can keep the allegory. You can argue for the allegory working. <laughs> well, I I think um, it's it's difficult to to get dip into this allegory. It's difficult. Um, but like we know, we kind of know what food is, yeah. because in the, in the context of of um, Jesus on the Sermon on the, or not the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus at at the Great Commission talking to Peter, I forget which gospel this. I think it's in John, right? Where, yeah, where he asks Peter three times, "Do you so love feed me?" My lambs. Yeah, and then feed my sheep. And there's the idea of instruction, biblical instruction as nourishment. And, sure, that's an allegory. And Paul, Paul, Paul says, desire the milk of the word, right? You might grow your babies. Yeah. If you think of Christian individuals as babies and parts of a flock, it makes sense to extend this to parts of a body gaining nourishment from the, from the circulatory system. So it's kind of like we're in a body, but we're really not the whole body. We're kind of like parts of the body that get supplied, mm -hmm. and the body being directed by God to do things. Yeah. Um, and, and like, God's part of the body, too, like, riding around in there. And, yeah. and the word is like the, the blood supplying, supplying nutrients to us. And the cells of the, of the hand are, like, taking up the blood and getting nutrients. And the blood also is taking out the waste. So mm -hmm. we're renewing our minds in light of God's word daily. So this idea of nutrient and waste, which is like God purging us and supplying us spiritually. So there's that. There's a, there's an aspect. Yeah, and I mean, I think that when you're talking about the church as a body, like what it does, um, Paul doesn't really get into that. He's just kind of like, you know, you need your whole self. That's like yeah. the whole point. You don't don't be schismed. Yeah, that's really important, actually, yeah. as I'm thinking about this. Paul does not say what the body does. And this is tied to the, the point that Jesus is the head. Yeah. Paul doesn't know what Jesus is going to do. I guess yeah. not. I Jesus, mean, is, Jesus is with us, working through the world, right? So Paul doesn't know... Wow. Yeah, we live in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul doesn't know what specifically a, a certain yeah. church is going to need to do. Of course. Yeah. And, and, but he knows that they're going to do the right thing if they're being directed by the, the brain. Yeah. <laughs> the head of the body. And, yeah. And I mean, when you talk, when it's more not so much a function, but a identity that the body is. So like... We are the bride of Christ, right? And Christ will build his church. Yeah, and, and this idea of the body being knit yeah. together in yeah. the Ephesians passage, growing into a body. 
So it's kind of like our job is just to like grow. Our job is to is essentially to grow and to maintain the health of our function. Mm-hmm. So that we are ready to follow God wherever yeah. he would like. That goes into the spiritual gifts, right? Using your spiritual gifts to edify. Yeah. I mean... Oh, oh. I think this is getting... I'm having all these epiphanic thoughts. <laughs> I mean, go ahead with your how, epiphanic thoughts. I, I'm going to ask you, as, as, a, as a neurologist, how does the hand know what it's supposed to do? Uh, signals sent through the arm. It gets signals, right? Spinal neural cord. signals. Yeah. But then, like, there are certain things that the hand... There are certain things that don't go all the way to the brain, right? Certain things, like very reflexatory things, like yes. Like pain and stuff. They don't go all the way to the brain. And there's certain... Well, they do, but they don't have to to get a reaction. Yeah. So, like, you're... I believe that there are right. a couple of reflexes that do right. work They do go to the brain, but they brain. don't... But they get a, they get a command yeah. before, they, before the signal reaches the brain. Yes. Yes. Reflex. Okay. So, um, and then also there's this idea, and this, this, we call it muscle memory, but it's actually a part of the brain. It's not part of the, our, the muscles of the hand. Mm -hmm. But there are certain actions that the hand is sort of develops an ability to do. But yeah, that's in the brain. That's in the brain, yeah. Yeah, that's not the hand. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's relevant, right? The, the God's power is always directing us, and like, yeah. we, we always need God. But, function properly. But there's this concept, though, that if the hand does what it's supposed to do a lot, the muscles of the hand will actually develop an ability to do that better. The muscles will get bigger. They'll yeah. get, if it's a repetitive action, they will become more conditioned. Yeah, if you need strength for it. Yeah. yeah. For sure, you'll get calluses yeah. if it's a... And yeah. so strength in the body actually comes from use. Mm -hmm. And this is, I think this is actually talked about in the Corinthian passage, too. I don't, I don't think so. But that's fine. I think it's heavily implied, regardless. Yeah. Um, so your, but your point is good, that, like, your parts of your body get stronger with use and more usable with use. Um, now, I mean, I have some related, or sort of related question, maybe, um, that kind of ties into a sermon we were listening to today, where he was saying, it will be obvious what your gift is if you just, like, go up and try to play the piano. It'll be obvious whether or oh, not yeah. you can play the piano, right? Um but, I mean, you don't, you're not born knowing how to write. So, like, how do you know what part of the body you are? How do you know that you're a hand and not a foot when neither one know how to write when you're born? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just sort of changed the topic on you. I mean, I'm, I'm going to move to that because I think in the, in the passage in Ephesians... Uh, it explicitly says, Paul says, he gave us, so he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up of the body of Christ. So this idea of, of gifts is, is building up the body. 
And this idea that the hand doesn't know what it's supposed to do from the brain. Like, it doesn't know it's supposed to grab something. But the hand does know that it has to draw energy from the blood. That it has to keep itself healthy and in good working condition. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of what Paul's saying, that the gifts are for the building up of the body. They're not for the for the general direction of the body. They're to make a good body that Jesus can use. Okay. That's the point. And that's that's what it says here, for the building up the body, for the ministry and the saints. So to keep the cells of the body healthy. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the gifts are for. So then, so then how do you know what your gift is? Or how do you know what you have a gift? Or, or, or what is a gift? Um, that's, that's such a controversial question. <laughs> I mean, I think you can use the allegory a little bit, right? Like, if, so the, the, the head is always directing everything, basically. That you can pretty much bank on. The, the brain is the cent command center. Yes. And so... I, I, th I think I, I have go just... Ahead prepared to an answer for this. So to do this, we're going to dive actually a little bit into cytology, okay. the study of cells. Okay. Uh, made that word up. I'm awesome. Uh, <laughs> so how cells differentiate? And this okay. term for differentiation I'm sure means this is what Paul how, was thinking. How does, no, Paul wasn't thinking of this, but Paul also didn't know that we would be reading this 2,000 years later. Right. So, but but Jesus did. Yes. This is a this is an aspect. Paul was being used as part of the All body. Right. Thank All right. you. Yeah. Jesus moving the body around. So cells that are going to be in, let's say, the liver. You got a liver. Liver cells are very special cells. They have to do liver things. Yes. And when you're like a little baby, you're just a bunch of like very special, but very uniform cells. We call them stem cells. Idea of a, st a stem cell is that it can differentiate into all different kinds of cells. But your body knows what cells need to become liver cells, and what cells need to become heart cells, and what cells need to become brain cells. Mm -hmm. We don't actually fully understand that process. No. There's, there's a lot of current research that goes into it, but the fact is none None of the first cells that form the body start out as the cells that they become. They have the potential to do so. They don't start out that way. Now, <laughs> this gets even better. The, the, the first church and the apostles, in a sense, may have been like that. They were thoroughly furnished with all kinds of gifts by God mm -hmm. for the furtherance of the ministry. And what happened was they reproduced cells uh -huh. that were gifted in different ways and were more and, and where it was more obvious what part of the body's function they should perform mm -hmm. just like uh, if a uh well let's say if a skin cell reproduces yeah. <laughs> it makes another skin cell mm -hmm. okay it's like yeah we, or a t-cell yeah, cell. yeah. <laughs> i mean it's, it doesn't quite always work that way but yeah. like okay that's that's kind of how it works. So then, if we think of, of of Christians in a local body, there's this idea of differentiating, where we're born and we don't really have any gifts, but we have li almost limitless potential. 
We can learn yeah. all kinds of things. And when we grow up, we are not in the hands of like random Christian body growers. Mm-hmm. We're in the hands of parents that if we if you were raised in a Christian family, you're in the hands of very sinful people who have their own idea of what constitutes spirituality mm-hmm. and what constitutes a good person in the world. And we are differentiating. We're growing some skills and we're not growing other skills. And we're growing in some aspects of, of spiritual knowledge and not in others. And yeah. and that, that happens in a real, very real way. People who are not raised in Christian families, that happens much the same way with regard to physical skills. And even in some sense, by the working of God in spiritual ways, it doesn't manifest itself in the church until they become a part of the church. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like your your part about how the body like knows somehow how the cells need to differentiate. And sometimes it is a direct like, hey, you cell, you become this. And another part is that like the cell has a default that's just like, oh, well, if we don't need neurons, you'll just become an astrocyte and that's fine, right? Um, And so in a way, like you can, you might be able to tell a little bit about where you are supposed to be based on what the church needs it's like yeah. what does your local church not have is it really misorganized maybe you have the gift of organization <laughs> maybe you know yeah and so like, it's just like a practical for, for example we can walk on our hands mm-hmm. we just can't do it very well no but if we don't have legs you bet your bottom dollar we're going to be, people who don't have their, their legs are going to use their hands to get around, whether yeah. that's in operating a wheelchair or a remote for an electric wheelchair mm-hmm. or any other number of, of options. They're going to use their hands to, to do something that otherwise their legs would do. And so, if yeah. there suddenly comes along um, some feet that just magically <laughs> appear, then it's if, like, hey, I can do all a, this. They can, yeah. they can do things more suited to their natural so that's kind of encouraging. If you feel like you're hand yeah. walking all the time, maybe yeah. a foot will come along soon. Yeah. Or even if, if someone is, is on a regular wheelchair and they get an electric wheelchair, their hands will still be doing the function, but in a very different way, a much yeah. more passive way. Yeah. yeah. So there's all kinds of comparisons like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it same if somebody loses sight. Their hearing actually becomes, we know this about blind people, their hearing becomes more attuned to performing functions that would generally be associated with sight. Yeah. But the point is, like, what Paul's point is, is more like, try to find where your best suit. Yeah, like the ear cells don't just turn into eye cells. They just yeah, do they, their hearing very, They do very, their very hearing well. better, yeah. Yeah. Or in a particular way, yeah. Yeah. Like the idea of echolocation with clicking. Mm-hmm. The mouth and the ears are working together to actually do something that the eye does. Yeah. yeah. But ideally, you would want to cultivate all the members of your body to, to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that takes us to sort of a final discussion. And this is the idea of, of reproduction. Uh-huh. <laughs> Making a new body. Because that's... That's got to be in the conversation. 
I guess it gets maybe not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but like. It might be time consuming. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I, I, maybe I'll save that for another time. Because I was just thinking about this. It's like, at, at, at first you think reproduction just involves reproductive organs, but it really involves the whole body, working together in perfect yeah. in perfect synchrony. You're I mean, talking about forming a, a romantic relationship. Oh my word. You know the yeah. whole the whole gambit. If you look at the process of of making a new human it involves tons of work that the whole body has to do the whole body has to be in good health to yeah. make it happen yeah yeah, yeah. and it's terrible yeah it's, it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> yeah. so, so uh but but regardless what are some takeaways from just yeah. like the general well yeah gen- general takeaway is huh. We, we tend to think, and, and this is a bit of a critique, we, we do tend to think of it being really important for people to like use their gifts in the local mm-hmm. church and what that means. There's a lot of preaching on this. Um, and there are? There's, there's a lot of preaching. Use your gift. Don't let yeah. your gifts be wasted. Do your talents. It's, sometimes the idea of gifts is tied in with a parable of the I talents. Like it's more just, I don't. I haven't heard a lot of teaching on this actually. But continue. Okay, maybe not. But just uh, recently we've listened. Yeah, to maybe just servant. maybe it's just me yeah. and my echo chamber, whatever it's called, association. But um, there's there's a, a large idea of of unity, as in we need to like agree together. And then there's this idea of gifting or, or or a function is sort of individual you have to do it but like the, the the whole point of gifts and the body is that we are all supposed to be getting better at doing what we do but what we do is almost entirely collective mm-hmm. our actions collective and then the import like the super importance of that of that aspect is is not how well each of us are doing our thing but it's whether or not we're doing it together and and not that we're agreed together not just that we're tolerating each other but that we're performing vital christ-ordained functions together yeah 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 and i mean i think that it's interesting too that like i think of it more as like give your money to the church you know it's more of what the giving is about but then also like go it's always like go out go out come come here so you can get filled up and ready to fueled up for the week of your evangelism for the week and then you come back sunday and you get refilled up like you're a car and the the church is kind of like a conduit for performing the more important individual activities yes yeah exactly and really the whole point like the hand most of its functions are like taking care of the rest of the body. Yeah. Most of the right. hands functions are are helping the body in some way. Yeah. yeah. And not going out and doing other things per per se. So yeah, I think that it like what you were saying is like unified and take and uh caring for the body itself as a first priority. Yeah. And and gifts for the purpose of growing the body and not not adding body parts but (laughs) growing the body yes yeah Ooh, i like that and and that means that means the body's little little unformed cells differentiating finding their role 
and growing and, and and growing into forming like imagine a baby let's just look at it this way we got a baby that's that's like two months old and can, really can't do anything except scream and uh and i mean i don't know eat there <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. moves the things around <laughs> moves the hands wave hands around sleep you know different things all right but as that baby grows it's going to eat food and eat and eat and eat. It's going to move around. And the big difference between an adult and a baby is what they can do. Mm-hmm. That's the big difference. And the way that an adult can walk around where a baby can't is the legs working together and coordinating and understanding. And, of course, they having more strength that the, that the legs themselves, which were there the whole time, they have more strength than they used to. And so this strengthening and nourishment, like coming from, from the Bible and from teaching, being this vital part, like being this super vital part of what it means for the body to be a body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we'll leave it there. I like it. <laughs>